Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. Why is verbalizing or expressing love to our parents so hard? Growing up, many of us did not use words of affirmation as a love language with them. This could be mostly due to our contrasting generational Asian upbringing or the difference in language. Regardless, there are so many unspoken words of love and gratitude we have not shared with them. As kids, we saw our parents as the people who'd nag us, tell us to finish every grain of rice in our bowl, otherwise our future spouses would have a face full of acne, pack us lunch, walk us to school. However, as we got older, we started to see them more than just our mom and dad. We started to see them as humans. And we've come to understand the cross-cultural struggles that they've had to endure in order to truly provide the best for us their children. Today, we wanted to take some time to read a letter that we wrote to express our appreciation, love, and unspoken words to our mom and dad. And Janet will start us off. Here we go. Dearest mommy and daddy, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I am so grateful for the life you have allowed me. Mommy, you were and are my first love. I am grateful that you carried me in your body, that you kept me safe and well, that you labored for me, that you sacrificed your own desires and well-being for me, not just for those first nine months, but for all these years, especially those first 15. I remember how carefully and diligently you cared for me, how you meticulously washed my hair, moisturized my face with creams, and lotioned my body so that my skin would never become dry, always laid out my daily vitamin on a neatly folded napkin, how never-ending your focus on cleaning after me and the rest of our family was. I remember reflecting on all that you've done for me when I was a teenager and feeling overwhelmed with emotion that I would never be able to do you justice, that I can never mother to the level that you have. I want you to know that all of your work and your sacrifice is recognized, appreciated, and loved, and that even though it seems I get frustrated when you share your tips and suggestions, I hear every word and I have seen how you are almost always right. Because of you, I truly understand how important it is to actively take care of my health. From you, I've learned the importance of nutrition, exercise, and self-care. I think this has been one of my biggest life lessons. Daddy, you are my rock. I am like you in so many ways. I know I get many of my strengths from you and that we suffer from many of the same weaknesses. I hope you always keep in mind that many of these traits precede us. You have been my point of reference in many of my career pursuits. I am so lucky that you have provided opinion without force and endless unfaltering support without which I would not have been able to pursue any of the things that I have. 
It's through you that I've confirmed some of my greatest lessons in my career and thus my place in society. To take chances, to be curious and think deeply, and to find meaning in the things that I do. You have always understood my anxiousness and restlessness and supported me in finding my peace just by being there, by sharing space with me, hours in the same room after dinners or on walks, even in silence. That the point of life is not to pursue happiness, but to serve a purpose and to derive meaning in that way is one of the biggest lessons you have taught me. You have also taught me that it is within my power to change my perspective and my way of thinking in order to change the way that I see life. I know that one of both of your greatest desires has been to protect me. And I want you to know that I don't wish to change anything about how I grew up or anything we have gone through as a family. Time and time again, I have seen how our challenges have resulted in me finding deeper meaning and purpose in my life. Through the deepening of our relationship, as well as a greater sense of empathy that allows me to connect with others more meaningfully. And that, I truly believe, is the key to a worthwhile and fulfilling life. It is through the both of you that I have learned the meaning of life, so much as I understand it, at least to this point, that it is to have a purpose, to love, and to be loved. And you have taught me all I know and how to do any of these things. Love always and forever. Qian Qian. It's like, oh, Qian Qian. P.S. Mommy, I, yes, I will fix my eyebrows and get them to be thinner so that I don't look so masculine in my face. <laughs> if anyone out there is has a Chinese mom, you understand the, the type of tips that <laughs> she would, she'll pick on, quote unquote. These are some of her, quote unquote, tips or suggestions. Well, I will say that I like your eyebrows the way they look, Janet. <laughs> I think they're they're mm-hmm. nice. They are, they're like full and yeah. like voluptuous eyebrows, <laughs> but they look good. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, but the, the point of that comment was kind of, it was a funny thing that happened this past weekend when I went to visit my parents. Mm-hmm. It's just a small example of those things that my mom would kind of nag at that I would roll my eyes and be like, mom, you don't understand. It's like in fashion right now to yeah. have big eyebrows, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. let me have this moment because I struggled through a lot of childhood with like bushy eyebrows mm-hmm. and it being not a thing. Yeah. But of course I knew that she she said that as a as a uh, as a way of care because she was like, you know, it will make your face look very like intense and you'll look like more masculine and angry and like, why don't you soften it a bit, you know? And it's it's all all of that comes from a place of wanting me to be treated well or to mm-hmm. have a good experience. Mm-hmm. So I understood where it comes from, but yeah, I had to throw it in there because, you know, those are all the little like back and forth examples that I referred to in my letter to her where I say, look, I know I might like uh, get frustrated when you say those things, but I also know that they come from a place of love. Yeah. yeah. What was your goal in writing this letter? That is a really good question because I had different, like I was trying to kind of think through, uh, I mean, just the the ask of writing a letter to your parent is so like, whoa, that could go in so many directions, mm-hmm. right? So initially I was like, maybe I should address things that we've like fought about or mm-hmm. like, you know, and then like let them know how, how things have turned out or, or whatever. And then I thought about, well, the most like obvious thing is that we generally want to show them gratitude and thank them, right? Yeah. But I was like, how how would a Chinese parent or how would they receive that? And I think the biggest thing of how, of like what they see as a reward is for is to know that that I've learned the things they wanted to teach me mm. and that I have felt taken care of. Mm. If that makes sense. No, that makes so sense. I wanted yeah. to bring out examples to them to be like, hey, for you to feel like, hey, you know, you did a good job because. These are the things that I took away or mm-hmm. that, I don't know if that makes sense. It, yeah. So I guess it was more of a, it was a way to express gratitude through, through that. Yeah. I actually found it 
one super cute that is Chin Chin your like Chinese nickname they call you yeah at home yeah, yeah. I like how you describe the two different relations that you have with your mom and dad like mm. I know they're like a they're you know they come together as our parents but I think all three of us will say like, we have different relationships with our mom and our, and yeah, our dad yeah. and just to hear the difference and even like the the when you talked about like just walking in silence next to your dad it felt like there's a sense of comfort and like mm-hmm. I think that was really beautiful and I can relate to that um like can you walk us through like the feelings you felt when you were writing all these things out? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you point out that I did address them each individually because I went back and forth. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, actually, I just wrote, I think I wrote the ending first, actually, oh. the last paragraph or the last two paragraphs. And then I went back and I was like, but to really like get into expressing the gratitude, I felt like I had to kind of do it one-on-one mm-hmm. because my relationship with my parents, each of them is very unique. I don't, I don't, I, I get different things from each of them. Mm-hmm. And I was closer to each person parent at a different point in my life too. Mm. I think for me, what I was feeling, I was with my mother because I was so close to her growing up and through therapy, I, you know, I've learned the concept of how important, um, your, your relationship with your mother is because they really are your first experience of love. Mm -hmm. Right. I know, obviously I love her, but let me try to dissect where that comes from Mm -hmm. and where that, you know, and, um, and really it was like all of these memories of, everything that I remember from when I was young. Like I have memories of being so little and just like visuals of all of the ways in which she would care for me. Um, And that particular instance of being in high school and like I remember when I couldn't sleep because I was just thinking so much about all that she has done and I got really emotional because I was like, if I'm supposed to be able to do that or compare to that or like pay someone back for that, like I can't. (laughs) I don't know. It was like a strange kind kind of thing. So I felt... I don't know if I, had, I just felt a great sense of like gratitude. It just seems so like oversimplified to say that. Hmm. It's kind of this feeling of like overwhelming disbelief at this kind of like, you could kind of experience this kind of love. Cause I think it's hard for us. We're not parents. I don't, yeah, it's okay. yeah, it's like, yeah. how do I relate to that feeling of being a parent, giving that child a love yet? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think, I, I don't know that I was feeling very much so much as I was focused on the goal of wanting to express to them that I am grateful without just those simple words, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. details. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are these details that you've shared with them before in passing? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I mean, to me, these are like the obvious things mm-hmm. that, um, that I, like if anyone ever outside of our relationship asked me about them, these are the things that I would talk about. But yeah, I don't know that I've ever directly said to them, I remember you doing this or remember that time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a very beautiful letter. Yeah. And even for me, like listening to it, I was like, damn, if I were your like mom and dad, I would I would totally want to hear this. Mm-hmm. But I know it's also very uncomfortable to be mm-hmm. sharing something so vulnerable like this with your parents. Yeah. Is this something that you would actually read to them one day? I think so. Um, that is, yeah, it's a good point to to say to ask me if I had ever shared these things with them because I don't think I have I think the the takeaway message of like being grateful I think they know that Mm -hmm. but I think in this in the exercise of this letter I got specific about like why I'm grateful Mm -hmm. and I think I would like to share that with them in some format maybe just I'll play this episode for them (laughs) (laughs) cheating a little bit (laughs) but I feel you on that (laughs) I always makes me curious like I know in our intro we talked about like why is it so difficult for us to express these feelings to our parents? And yeah. I think it varies on the child. Like, mm. do you think for you, Janet, is that you can't, you don't express, you can't, it's hard for you to express these feelings because, is it because of your age and upbringing? Is it because uh, maybe a language barrier? Like, what do you think the reason for you is? 
honestly, um, I almost think that if I did had to read this letter to them in person, I would cry. Mm. It's weird. Like I wouldn't, uh, in reading it to you guys, right? I'm like, oh yeah, these are obvious things. But for some reason, I think that if I said it to them, I think I would get emotional. And maybe it's the, it's the not wanting to confront the feelings part that, that makes, that means why I've never Mm. said these specific things to them directly. Mm -hmm. And we always just, in our family, we say, I love you a lot. Right. But, and that even is like kind of was more later in our life. Um, because in, when I was growing up, like that's not in Chinese culture, you don't really say I love you. Right. But once I was in like high school and my sister and I kind of just learned from our friends, we brought that into our family and then they would reciprocate. So I, we just always as a family constantly say, I love you and constantly through our actions of me visiting, but we don't articulate like the specific memories Mm -hmm. or the specific reasons why. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I would cry and I don't want to. (laughs) I feel you on that. Did you find anything surprising during this process of writing the letter out? Like, were there things that you didn't think would come up when writing? Yeah. There's not much in terms of the specifics of the content, but I think maybe, like, when I thought about kind of the learning about the meaning of life through them, that being kind of my main takeaway, I didn't really take the time to reflect until now that I think that that is my current definition of the meaning of life is to figure out or to find like whatever I said in the letter I forgot now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think arriving at that point um I haven't really sat down and properly journaled in like Mm. in a while so to know that that was my takeaway and then to be able to tie it back to them Mm. I think that was a little surprising yeah I mean, obviously our parents teach us so much, but we don't realize how much impacts us to like, we're much older. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when I, cause I think I ended both of my sections to my parents with what I like, one of the biggest lessons I've taken from them. And those are things that like swim around in my brain and I know, but I haven't really like articulated. And the yeah. moment I put that down, I realized, oh, this is actually a big part of who I am today. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think a little bit of it is also because they're always around. Right. So yeah, it's a little bit of like taking them mm. for granted and yeah. what they've provided to us because you're, you're always swimming in it. It's it's just it, it's there like yeah. that is who you are yeah and so until you take the time to like sit down and write out in a very condensed format you yeah. know what it is that you're grateful for mm-hmm. then you can actually reflect and be like oh wow you've made a huge impact on my yeah. life yeah yeah, yeah. But thanks for sharing Jane. i think you your letter was like beautifully written super well articulated like the the, the descriptive words you use i'm like very be like damn my daughter's smart i know <laughs> <laughs> same same and i was like hmm but yeah, you did really a great job. Aww, thank you, ladies, for listening um, and for your questions. And this com- this discussion after it was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but when I was a kid and I would get sick, my mom often told me to take lower doses of medications than what was recommended on the bottles at U.S. pharmacies. She said that these doses were often based on research conducted on white men whose biology are completely different from my own. Asian Americans have unique health concerns. If we share our health information, it will help researchers address the health problems in our community. Research studies in the U.S. have rarely considered Asian American people, and it's well past time for that to change. The All of Us Research Program is the largest and most diverse health resource, and they want to gather health information from people of all walks of life for health and medical research. Why is it important for many people from the Asian American community to join the All of Us Research Program? Many of us share similar diets, environments, and lifestyles, and many of us have similar genes. All of Us researchers can use this information to find patterns in our health. This may show why people in our community may be more likely to get a disease than people from other communities. 
Our heritage is rich and our communities are strong. We need researchers to hear our stories. The more people who join, the more information researchers will have and the more they will learn. Ask your friends and family to join to make a difference at joinallofus.org A-B-G. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. One thing I want to actively work on is finding inner peace. This is something I journal about every day, and it's definitely one of my focuses for the year. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Being calm doesn't come easily for me. So when I saw that Skillshare offered classes within lifestyle to help with stress and finding solutions, I was so excited. The class that spoke to me was Erin Boyle's Everyday Minimalism, Finding Calm and Creativity in Living Simply. She teaches you on what to let go and what to let in. This practice has helped me tremendously in finding inner peace. With Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Bring color and beauty and fun to your year. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com ABG and get a free trial of premium membership. Again, that's Skillshare.com ABG. This past year, I've been switching over to vegan and cruelty-free makeup products, and one of the best high-performance vegan and 100% cruelty-free mascaras I've found is Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It mimics the look of lash extensions with a firm hold tubing formula that slides off with warm water and a washcloth. I love that you can get a really dramatic look with this formula, but that it's made with clean, nourishing ingredients. Pair this with their Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a cream to powder highlighter stick, add a little blush, and bam, that's my go-to instant everyday glam. Not only are their products effective, beautiful, vegan, and cruelty-free, they also meet clean beauty standards by omitting toxic ingredients. Even more, the company has a bigger-than-beauty mission where for every product purchase, they donate to help women thrive, women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. I'm a big fan of this brand, and if you're interested in checking them out too, visit thrivecosmetics.com ABG for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com ABG for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com ABG. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. All right. So now we're going to have Helen share her letter. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Shall we? (laughs) We shall. We shall. (laughs) This is Helen hates sharing her feelings. Here we go. Okay. Dear mom and dad, it's me, Amoy. 
I know our whole lives, our love has always been shown through food and going out of our way to do things for each other. And only in the past few years, ever since I've moved to LA, did we finally start saying I love you over the phone. So this feels so uncomfortable for me to write, but I guess I'm kind of glad that I'm writing it too. First off, a walk down memory lane. I want to mention our 81 apartment. On my podcast and in our speaking events, I always talk about how loving our home was and how awesome it was to have all of our family members living in that one apartment building. Our building was always filled with the sounds of hoi san wa and the smells of Chinese soup and low burning incense. And during Chinese New Year, all of our doors would be open with the loud sounds of Chinese music flowing through the building. Pride. It was the beginnings of my pride for being Chinese American and my immense love for our culture and our traditions. I want to also say thank you for showing me what love and care looks like in a home. Love that is truly unconditional and love that is extremely selfless. I've never expressed this to you before, but the older I get and the more stories I hear about family dynamics, the more I recognize how difficult it is to maintain peace in a home. And not just peace for peace sake, but pure peace and pure love. I've only heard you two fight like really fight maybe once in my life. And having been in multiple relationships myself, I know that level of restraint in order to raise me and Annie in a safe space in a foreign land mustn't have been easy. So know that I recognize the level of work you've put into making our home feel like a home I always want to return back to. Mom, I'll never forget the story you tell about coming to America by yourself when you were only 21, getting off the plane, not knowing where to exit to find dad, not knowing how to ask for help, just standing there crying. You were still so young. I know you must have been so scared. And not having any of your own family or friends here, Mom, you are the bravest person I know. And you work so hard. You've worked so hard your whole life. I see how thankful Ray and Annie are to have you, how much care you put into raising Tyler and Riley. Every day you're helping them vacuum, mop. You make joke with not water, both boiled chicken broth so the kids can have nutrients. You squeeze fresh orange juice for them. You potty train them at two. From you, mom, I get my hardworking, go-getter attitude and the softer, nurturing, and compassionate sides too. You set my bar for always giving unconditional love to people I care about. That all comes from you. And Bobby, which is what I call my dad, I remember when I was around five, going up to you and asking if you were okay because you had quit smoking cold turkey. You were a chain smoker ever since you were 13. Your old photos from China always looked like you were up to no good, the bad boy. And even as you are now, you have this ever-present Dilo, which is big brother energy about you. And I remember you saying you were fine. But as an adult, I know that cutting out smoking cold turkey couldn't have been easy. And I know you did it for me and Annie. So thank you for that. And being the eldest of four, Dad, I know you hold a lot of pressure to keep it together for the family. You've always been a rock for those around you your whole life. For me, Annie, Mom, your sisters and brothers, you didn't even cry at Yaya or Saiguchi's funerals. In my 33 years of age, I've never met anyone who is so unwavering in their strength and how they can keep it together. You have such a perfect mix of calm energy and an assuredness, one that commands respect as you do like an acquired discipline that's required deep awareness of yourself and your surroundings. But then you're also unique in that you're able to let loose and become the life of our family gatherings. I definitely get my instigator passing around the Hennessy vibes from you. And I get my looks from you too. Anyway, I asked Annie what else I should write in here. And she said, talk about why you were such a bad kid. In the moment, that changed for you. 
because mom doesn't know this moment. So I'll start off by saying, I'm sorry I was such a terrible kid growing up. I still don't fully understand why, but I think a lot of it came from my own insecurities, a lack of confidence, balancing a desire to be a good daughter, but every time I fell short of my own standards, I turned to anger. Skipping school, getting caught stealing, almost getting expelled from school, and I was going down a very bad path with very bad people. And the moment that all changed for me, I believe, was in eighth grade. It was late at night, I think I got up to use our bathroom, and the kitchen door was shut, but open just so I could peep in. And I saw you, Mom, kneeling there in the dark, bowing to Gunyim Nang and the three star gods, the porcelain deities, and you were praying, and it was dark, late at night. But I remember seeing you praying and hearing through your tears, asking for a better daughter. And it was in that moment, that very moment, that I decided that I needed to turn my life around. I felt so much guilt, which was a feeling I didn't fully understand in my teenage years, until I saw you praying for a better daughter. So mom, I know you're probably going to try and recall and think about this moment forever now, but I want you to know that that moment changed my life. And thank you. Thank you both for providing me the best childhood I could have ever asked for. And most of all, thank you for showing me how to one day become the type of mom I want to be for my future kids. I always go back to this lesson from my childhood that Abundance isn't always key, but the love and peace in a home is. And that's something I live by and want to emulate with my family one day. Thank you for being my role models, my teachers, my rocks, and the best parents I feel so undeserving to have. I hope I've done enough as a daughter to make you both proud. I love you both so, so much. And I promise to make soup or lang cha today because I know that will also make you happy. Love, Amoy. Oh, that was hard. No, I feel like I just kind of like read a chapter from the Dorla Club, reading your letter because I think that like I like the the touches of the Asian culture and like the little experiences that you went through, like as a child, and then it just played out in my head. So I think you did a really good job expressing and and painting a story for our listeners and Janet and I. Thank you. I feel like there were definitely uh, many moments in the letter where I understood you better as an individual. Um, and I also love that you took this opportunity to share something with your mom that you haven't before. Mm. Woo! Holding back the tears, y'all. Holding back the tears. <laughs> I'm still processing your letter because it was, it was so nicely written. I I think Janet and I both met your parents, and I think you expressing words. Like, it's it makes sense the way you are because I think you do come from such a loving family. And, like, being around them is just, like, it feels – you feel it. I can't describe it, but – even going over to dinner for Chinese New Year, you see how full and happy your house is. And I'm just like, this is what Helen's always talking about when she wants her family to feel that, that like feel this type of fullness in her house and mm-hmm. excitement. Mm-hmm. So I felt that. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I mean, to, to the point of, or in the letter when you started describing, um, there was a point where you said pride. And right before, that was when you kind of started going into the details of your culture. And I really appreciated that part because I think that that is such a big part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that for them to hear that you know all those details and that those are details that like remain with you. um, Yeah, I don't know. That was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, For you, what was was your goal when you were writing this letter? Well, I think the last time I wrote a letter to my parents was probably in like preschool. <laughs> it was like when you write or when you write um, like a Mother's Day card or a Father's Day card to yeah, them, right? Yeah. But I think my main point of writing 
writing this is because we have shown love in our family in ways where it's like through food or helping each other to do things, lots of just like acts of service. And I, I think words hold such a powerful meaning. Um, and with us, similar to you too, Janet, like only within the past few years or so did we just start saying I love you to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think me and Annie brought that into our family too, yeah. you know. Um, and not going to lie, I mean, I am a product of discomfort of talking about feelings and showing emotion mm-hmm. in an Asian household. And I carry that into my life and my relationships as well. Um, so expressing emotions does not come easy for me. But I really, I really do love my parents. And I think as uncomfortable as it is, it's a very cathartic feeling to have written this letter out. Mm. What were you feeling when you wrote it out? Like, were you crying when you were actually writing this letter? Or I was definitely crying. I was tearing up, blowing my snot as I typed. Um, and even though, kind of like what you were saying, Janet, like, you know everything that's going on in this letter. But I think putting it down into words makes you feel this immense gratitude, like immense gratitude for them. Um, and like I said in my letter, I think as an adult now, I know how difficult relationships with significant others are, and I know how difficult it is not to fight sometimes, especially if you're both, you know, opinionated or not like pushover type people. Um, and as an adult, I just appreciate so much of the peace that we had in our home, and I wanted to make sure that that came across in my letter, mm-hmm. that you know they faced the odds of of moving to a foreign country, working menial jobs to build a life for us here, living with in-laws in a tiny apartment, yeah. um, and even being so scared to leave the house because we look different compared to a lot of people in our neighborhood. So, and having to raise like American-born children here. Mm. Like none of that could have been easy. Um, and they were so young too. They were 21 when they moved over here. So I just felt very thankful for them um, while writing this. Um, and yeah, like recently my mom called me and she was just like crying and it's like very rare for her to like call me in the middle of the night crying. And I was like, what's going on? And she was saying that she felt very like sorry that she didn't take us out. Like when we were kids, because she was Mm. too scared to go outside. Like my dad was always working. So she was kind of like just staying at home, taking care of us. And she was like, I guess she sees Tyler and Riley now, Mm. you know, and how they're always interacting with kids at the playground and um, like they're building this like social life, I guess, as two or three year olds. Yeah. But like my mom never really gave that to us because she was too afraid to leave the house. So she just said like, sorry that, you know, that I didn't give you that life. And I was like, mom, I don't like, I'm, I'm good. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm not social. I'm like socially adept. <laughs> yeah. Like none of that like mattered. And you did it. You did the best that you could. And that's what I wanted to um, share the message of too. Yeah, I, I did really enjoy it in the letter also when you talked about um, specifically the, the peace in the home mm-hmm. over and because that's just like a running theme that I've seen you start to develop mm-hmm. in, in how you're reflecting on your life because, you know, we've gone to speaking events, we've done these things together for like a year, two, three years now. Yeah. Um, and I can see how in the writing of your letter, like you're saying, even though the the facts or whatever are things that you've known, you're synthesizing, you're coming to Mm. conclusions. Like the fact that you're like, I now, to share with them, being in a relationship and you understand how hard it was for them to give you what they gave you, Mm -hmm. that to me is really, really powerful as a parent to hear. Um, Do you think you'll ever share this letter with them? Oof. I mean, Annie was telling me yesterday, she was like, you know, mom listens to all your stuff and watches all your YouTube oh, videos, yeah. right? So hi, mom. <laughs> hi, up? Mrs. Wu. Um, I don't think I would ever read this to them. I'd, I'd probably play this episode yeah. for them. Yeah. Or just like send it to them over WeChat or something. I don't know. But, oh, yeah. Um, that's probably how I would share this letter with mm. them. Hello. Yeah. 
Oof. I feel like, I feel like your mom would definitely like be very touched if you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think your dad too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything surprising for you when you're throughout this process of writing the letter? Yeah. I think that I am a true blend of my parents. Mm. Um, I think despite, you know, not having a lot growing up and growing up with very little confidence in myself, fear of public speaking, always overthinking everything. I think I was always very assured. Like mm. I never had a real fear that I would fail in life. And for some reason, I've always known ever since I was a kid that I'd be okay. Mm. And I think that comes from my dad, that mixture of like calm and stability and the quiet power that he has um, and, and assuredness that is like super just unwavering. He's always been consistent, constant, like my whole life, you know. Yeah. Um, and from my mom, I get from her a hardworking attitude and a need for unconditional love in my relationships, being, you know, extra nurturing and compassionate to people around me. So I think from the two of them, I get the strength and tenacity of a leader and the compassion of a strong woman. And I think those those feelings have are always been innate within me ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And being able to summarize that is something that did surprise me as I was writing this out, that I am totally just, you know, a summation of the two of them. Yeah. Mm. I love that this exercise made you dig so deeply into reflecting on them as individuals mm-hmm. and then in how that relates to you as an individual. Yeah. That's really, yeah. Because I definitely, I, I was like, if there's one summary for or one takeaway from that letter, I'm like, I get a strong sense of Helen. Mm. Yeah. Which I is, agree. Yeah. And I think when you're describing both parents, it's because like, I think me and Janet could experience you as a friend. So like, I'm like, now when you're describing each parent, I was like, oh, that's exactly where she gets it from. Because like, I think as a friend, you're very, I've never seen you like, well, I never seen you blow up people, blow up or like really lose your cool. Like in a sense, like you're very level-headed, like your dad, like calm and collective, mm-hmm. but you get shit done. Like mm-hmm. I think it, shit hits the fan. You're not like, oh my God, oh my God, like that's me. But like, with <laughs> you, you're just like, all right, what's next? What can we do right now? And then with your mom, like there's very like a, you're very loving and nurturing. And I see the way you interact with your mom. I know you get it from your mom. Cause like, even when your mom talks to us. It's very sweet. Mm. And like, I, I also really appreciate like your relationship with your, with your family because family is really important to you because you literally call them every single day, twice a day. And I think yeah. a lot of people who are listening actually may not know that, but we were with, we're with Helen almost, I don't say 24 seven, but like 24 seven. So we see how much effort your family puts in with you, but also you give back to them. So I could see why this letter could be very emotional and but cathartic at the same time, because they are number one in your, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And these things, um, like I was asking you, Janet, like I've never said these things to them mm. before. Yeah. So I think it's, it's things about I've always felt, but mm. um, I've never really shared them. I might say like, oh, thank you for this, but never into like full detail of yeah. why I'm thanking you exactly. for this, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think this will be hopefully good for um, them, yeah, to read and listen to. Yeah. Mom, don't get too emotional. I know you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're expecting the uh, screenshot of the WeChat message. Oh, yes. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for listening and debriefing and forcing me to write this letter (laughs) (laughs) you know we like to say we're our therapy session (laughs) it does feel like it Y'all know I consider myself a foodie, and one type of meal I've been missing is barbecue. Growing up, I did eat a lot of Chinese food. My parents knew how to throw down with their grilling amazing meat recipes. There's just something about the experience of eating meat fresh off the grill and in the outdoors. But not everyone has access to high-quality meats. I remember the ladies and I were trying to grill something, and we had to go to so many grocery stores just to find the right cut of meat. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, believes everyone deserves access to high-quality, humanely sourced meat. Every month, ButcherBox shifts a curated box of high-quality meat right to my home. 
As much as I'm a foodie, I also like to leave my couch, so this makes grocery shopping so easy. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. And when you set up now, you get a free barbecue bundle in your first box. Two New York strip steaks, six burgers, and five pounds of drumsticks, all for free in your first box. This is literally the perfect barbecue kit. Again, for a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members a free barbecue bundle in their first box. That's two New York strip steaks, six burgers, and five pounds of drumsticks, all for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com abg. That's butcherbox.com abg to get a free barbecue bundle in your first box. While TV has been a saving grace for many of us, I'm sure by now that a lot of you feel like you're caught up on every single show imaginable. If you're tired of scrolling through these same movies and the same shows, then check out Acorn TV, the largest commercial-free British streaming service with hundreds of exclusive shows from all around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. Personally, I'm a big fan of murder mysteries, so if you're like me and you feel like you've already seen every single rerun of Law & Order, check out Midsummer Murders on Acorn TV. It's a deliciously sinister series about the homicide, blackmail, greed, and betrayal that go on behind the well-trimmed hedges of Midsummer County, but the culprits are no match for the DCI and his assistants. I like that the series on Acorn TV are cleverly written, visually striking, and that I'm able to watch on my TV, my laptop, or my phone. If you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking sceneries every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code ABG. Make sure to enter the code in all lowercase letters. That's acorn.tv code ABG to get your first 30 days for free. Maintaining balance. Definitely something that is easier said than done. Lately, balancing my personal life with ABG has been more difficult. When I don't balance my life well, I start to feel overwhelmed. For moments like this, I know I can turn to BetterHelp for an unbiased opinion and someone to vent to. BetterHelp is a professional counseling service available for our listeners worldwide and would highly encourage it. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today and is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. I really enjoy my sessions with my counselor and appreciate how she affirms my feelings. She shares different tangible ways to help combat stress, and I just feel so much better after my sessions. I typically do monthly video calls with her, but we message in between in case something comes up. So whether you work better with phone, video calls, or messaging, BetterHelp has options for you. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and ABG listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com ABG10. That's Better H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, you can try it out at BetterHelp.com ABG10. All right, Miss Mel Mel, your turn. Grab the napkin, baby. <laughs> Grab the napkin. Shoot, I am. I already know I'm gonna. I want to cry. Um, so you're already feeling it. So I guess to give you guys context, like I, I, I wrote my letter earlier today, and it's not as like I just literally was like I'm gonna just like vomit words, and it's not as like beautifully written. I just think someone's kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of I called my mom afterwards just to talk to her, mm-hmm. but. Forgive me for all the breaks that are going to happen because I'm going to cry. Let's try this. Dear Mom and Baba, it's so weird to be addressing this letter to you both since we don't really talk like this, but for this letter, I thought I addressed each parent differently. So, Mom, when I hear the word parent, I think of you instantly. It's no surprise in our family that you are head of household. You've always been the extrovert of the parent duo and made an active choice to be involved in both my life and Brandon's. 
I understand how special we are as kids to have you as a mom. All our friends love you too because you're always so welcoming to everyone. Whenever we went grocery shopping, you'd always make sure there was extra food for Brandon's friends. So when they come over, they would always have snacks. <sighs> mom, I'm so happy to see you truly enjoy life now. I remember as a kid, you were that mom that would pay full price for clothing or anything you wanted for Brandon and I, and you always buy everything at discount for yourself. I know you enjoy saving money and whatnot, but I want you to know that you deserve all the things that you want. <sighs> Mom, my connection with you is so special for so many reasons. Besides being your firstborn, I truly feel like I am my mother's daughter. Not just because everyone tells me how similar we look or how we are, but you've been through a lot as my mom. You left a marriage you weren't happy in with a man that failed to support you as a husband and left you with most of the responsibility of raising me. I can't imagine being a working single mom and financially supporting both of us. Um, this, just, this just reminds me of what you said to me in my high school graduation party. You said, I want people to see that I was able to do, in essence, raise you well on my own. Mom, you did. I feel like with everything I do, I do with the thought of making you proud. I see how happy and excited you get whenever I talk to you about ABG. It makes me so happy that we could share this excitement together. The last thing I really want you to know is that I never felt like I ever was missing love from our family. If anything, I felt so full of love from everyone, from Ama Gong, from Jojo, and everyone else. I also feel very fortunate that you found love again with Baba and were able to be in such a loving relationship. The fact that you found someone who accepted you and me both, I feel extremely lucky. Again, I never felt like I came from a broken family. If anything, I always felt whole growing up and think that whoever marries me is also very lucky to have our family as in love. <sighs> to Baba, or to Baba, we call him. We say Bubba. To Bubba, you're someone that I really learn to appreciate as I get older. I remember as a kid, I used to think you were so quiet and antisocial compared to how extroverted mom is. But as an adult at large gatherings, I find myself sitting next to you to feel calm in these social settings. I'll always remember at Brandon's graduation, I was feeling overwhelmed with all the social stuff going on. I snuck away into one of the bedrooms and found you reading your book. We both ended up just reading our books and enjoying that small moment of quiet, which I really appreciate. Reflecting back on my childhood, thank you for stepping in and being a father to me. When I think of dad or father, you're instantly the person I think of. The biggest thing I want to say to you is thank you. You know, when you married my mom, I feel like I was able to get that traditional nuclear family, and you really love me as your own. I don't ever feel like a stepchild. That word alone feels unfamiliar to me, and you've always been my dad. I remember when you and mom got married, you also gave me a ring, so I felt like a promise of commitment was also made to me. And throughout the years, you stayed true and been an incredible parent. You may not be as loud and as forward as mom, but it's your silent strength and unbreakable love that I so appreciate and recognize. Thank you for always being the first person to say I love you when we hang up on the phone. I truly do love you. The last thing I want to say to both of you is that you set such a great example for Brandon and I. I love how affectionate you guys are with each other and continue to hold hands at the grocery store when you're walking. I feel like I'm able to witness what it's like to be in a loving relationship. And overall, I feel so full of love being your daughter, and thank you for raising me to be the person I am. I love you both so much. Love, Mel. Mm. That's oh, it. Mel. That was so beautiful. <sighs> I didn't cry as much as I thought. <laughs> I heard your voice shake, though. Yeah. You're holding back. You're holding back. It was yeah. shimmy. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, because I, I cried a lot writing it this morning. Like, I had yeah. the, I had, like, four tissues, snot, jelly snot, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love the, um, I love, because I, I like we know your mom very yeah. very well like we've seen her at all the events and she's like so incredibly like bubbly and supportive and mm -hmm. just like 
a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's amazing. She's so like generous. Every time we go over, she makes amazing food and she's just like, I feel like her kid. I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm back home (laughs) in in San Francisco though. Like, hi, my new mom. Like, thank you for cooking for me. And I think hearing the parts about your dad too, because he is a little bit more reserved Mm -hmm. and hearing like the moments that you've had with them and also the promise ring, like that is so beautiful. Like, that made me, like, whimper a little because yeah, that's yeah. such a thoughtful thing for him to have done. Yeah, it's it's hard because I think even as a kid, like, I was like, man, like, because I'm, I'm like my mom, like, bubbly, outgoing at social settings. My dad was, like, quiet. I'm like, oh, why don't you ever, like, yeah. why don't you interact like mom? But then I think as I get older, I, I appreciate yeah. how, like, it's just, like, the silent strength and, like, yeah. I can only imagine, too, like, I think very in a traditional, like, Chinese or Taiwanese like values it's kind of rare to like marry someone who's divorced and has a kid so I think for him I'm just like I understand the pressure you might have felt maybe and like you took me in as your own like Mm -hmm. I don't ever feel like he he favors my brother over me Mm -hmm. whatsoever and like he I remember him used to pick me up from preschool when my mom and him were dating like things like that so Mm -hmm. I think I very feel much loved for my 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 dad my stepdad it's just weird to call him my stepdad he doesn't feel like that have you ever had this conversation with him before or like shared your thoughts on it's hard to express my feelings with my dad because it's a language thing like mm-hmm. we communicate mostly in mandarin and my mom and i just speak in like we go off in english mm-hmm. but it just the only thing we say is like i call him like happy birthday and i ask him like what he's eating and like i say we do say i love you but to share how i feel it's something i don't really do with my mm-hmm. my dad like have you guys ever talked about the promise ring after it happened does he know that you remember that no I don't think so. Part of me is like, does he remember that? I don't know. Maybe it's something I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you also have just a very good balance too in the home where it's like when everything is chaotic and like two on the extreme end, you're like, I'm going to retreat into my dad's room. Like, hey dad, I'm just going to chill with you here. Yeah. It's And and it's like crazy because like, I will say it's something I really, truly appreciate now. Like before I didn't understand, but like... Like, he, my dad is someone that, like, could do the same thing every day and be happy. Like, what he does for fun is to come home and read his kung fu novels mm. from, like, for four hours. And I was like, oh, like, at first I was like, isn't that boring? But <laughs> there's something really, like, calming about it. It's, like, meditative for some mm. reason for me. Yeah, yeah, and I really, like, it's, like, the balance. Like, I appreciate it. And I see how he balances out my mom. Mm. And I'm like, maybe that's, maybe that's something I, I also need in my partner. Mm. Um, but he's, like, very loving to, to my mom. And so I'm like, oh, this is, like, a really good marriage because... I can see they really truly love each other still and like my mom pretty much said like I can't do anything without your dad like without Aww. so yeah it's it's inter- it's it's really interesting to reflect back and just see it now as an adult so you also use the format of writing to each of them separately mm-hmm. what was the thinking behind that I, I really do have clear d- different relationships with both mm-hmm. of them um and not not just because like my, my my like my mom married my dad it's because or my stepdad it's because in my household, my brother and I both have a very close knit like relationship with my mom, and we're a little bit more like we love our step, we love our dad, but it's just it's a different dynamic. So, I think with two different types of relationships, like similar to you, like you both, it's like I want to address each differently. Yeah. And I think for my mom, it's like I'm very expressive with my mom. Like I we she'll message me long paragraphs. I share how I feel like now, but then I never acknowledge like the stuff she went through. Like as a divorced person, mm. like I'm it's hard like. She, I don't know, like, I was only, like, three years old when they divorced. Mm-hmm. And so imagine having a toddler and, like, being a working mom. And I know, like, it's it just a lot of work. And financially, she was supporting the whole family and me. So I could, I wanted to tell my mom, like, 
I acknowledge the work you put in with me, like specifically mm-hmm. me, because it's a different relation to Brandon. Brandon grew up having two parents in the household, all this stuff. But I mean, I had a period when I, my grandparents came in and helped take care of me. That's why I'm so close with them. But my mom did a lot of the work. So I want to just acknowledge her. Like, I appreciate the work you put in because mm-hmm. I don't forget about that, even though like I'm older now. But yeah. What do you think was the main goal when you were writing this letter? I think for me, I kind of really, like, one, one, I wanted to share how I feel about both parents, but I actually really wanted to, like, express how I feel about my stepdad, because mm. I feel he's really underappreciated in my household, or, my, or maybe to me, or I don't talk about him a lot, like, on Instagram, or everyone knows about my mom, but, like, no one knows about my dad, and I feel like, man, like, I think, in some ways, like, I am the product of, of their marriage, because my mom's able to be happy, and in love, and mm. be able to be a good parent, because she has the support of my dad, and my dad has, like, been very... Like, the calmness I really appreciate now. Yeah. So I wanted to express that to him and let people know, like, I have a strong father figure in my life that I don't feel like I'm missing anything. And I, you know what it is, too? It's, like, maybe a deeper goal is that I know I have friends and, you know, in media talk about divorced parents and, quote-unquote, broken families. But I don't – I really, truly believe just because you come from a divorced parent, you're not – you're not, we don't come from a broken family. Mm-hmm. You can feel very full mm-hmm. and have that nuclear experience still. So I just wanted to express that with the letter. I definitely got that sense from your letter. Yeah. yeah. Me too. What were you feeling when you wrote the letter? You shared that um, you were able to hold back tears now because you were pretty much sobbing during yeah. the writing. Yeah. Just immense amount of gratitude. I think as we get older, you don't only, it's like, we know our parents as parents our whole life, but to see they were people. They're also people feeling emotions, going through things. But as kids, you never like, oh, it's just my mom or it's my dad. But I felt a lot of more emotional connection because I now nowadays when I like read Joyla Club or watch movies about talking about like older Asian families, I cry because I'm like, damn, there's so much struggle that I just don't know about. But mm-hmm. but then our families have also been through struggles. So just to put myself in their shoes, I think I pretty much like had a gallon of tears Aww. or like snot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I was like, no, no, no. So you were for you the emotion came from like putting like you were kind of putting yourself mentally as them and like thinking of what they must have been feeling and what they experienced. Yeah, and that's comp- what caused the the emotional kind of, or the response. Yeah, a combination of that and also just a lot of gratitude. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever read this letter to your parents? <sighs> I don't know. Like, I it's I think with my mom, I, I got into a place where I probably, like I sobbed to her once and I was like, okay, I think we kind of crossed that boat. My dad, I don't, I don't know how I would, maybe when I'm older, Mm-hmm. And I have more private times with him. So I feel like I do a lot of my one-on-ones with my mom. But, I mean, it'd be great if I can one day. Like, I, I think I, I would want to. Yeah. Just, I don't know if I'm ready right now, though, actually. Mm. But I want to. Well, your mom listens, doesn't she? She actually doesn't, because I tell her not to listen. Oh, okay. oh really? Sometimes, yeah. Oh. I'm like, don't listen. Would you want to just send this over to them? I think I might I might send this episode over. Like, if mm. you if you and Bobo want to listen. But that's it. <laughs> awkward awkward emotions I feel, like, right? I, feel like, I feel like we're all like on the same boat here yeah. with that it's just like eh, yeah they listen to it they listen to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you was there anything um, surprising for you during this process hmm yes and no like I have always known that like I, I'm, I'm very close to my mom's side of family and I've always like in some lessons like I have like only one set of grandparents that I was really close with but I think it really put into perspective like how much how loving my mom's side of the family is. Like mm. they're very close with each other. We, we travel together, and like I remember growing up and like as a kid, everyone would come over to my house for dinner. Like if they if they were flying in from Taiwan, they always stayed at my house. So like in some essence, like I was like, oh, why do I feel so loved? Is because I did have a really loving family that, despite being 
my parents are divorced that I never felt empty of it. Mm. But it's because of my it's because of my family though. Mm. And that's something I don't ever want to I don't ever forget. So it just put into perspective like oh this is why I am the way that I am and this is why I feel so full is because of my of my my mom and my family. Thank you for sharing, Mel. Thank you for asking the questions and allowing me to reflect. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us today as we read our letters to our parents. We hope this is an exercise that some of you out there might try and either find cathartic or that it helps you learn something about your feelings towards your parents. And we would encourage that you also share your letter with your parents. Maybe not today. Maybe it's in a couple of years. But um, yeah, this is a great exercise, not only for your own emotions, but I think someday for your, for your parents to have as well. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. We have a couple of shout-outs for today's episode. Some belated birthdays from Ozzy to Carrie in Sydney, Australia, whose birthday was on April 30th, wishing a big happy birthday to the baddest Asian boss lady in the Southern Hemisphere. I know you will kill it in your job interviews. From Sam to Marlene in Boston, whose birthday was on May 7th, happy birthday to the youngest baby Marlene Choi from your oldest Aya, sis. So proud of who you've grown up to be and are becoming. From Angela to Ruhan in London, happy 29th birthday to the sister I've never had. Keep slaying like the Asian boss girl that you are. And from Crystal to Amber in San Francisco, happy birthday to my bestie and future Dr. Duong. You're going to kill it in the exciting year ahead. We also have a shout out from Kem to Dareth in Connecticut. Happy six months. Thank you for loving me for me. And from Emma to Jonathan in New Zealand. Hi, Wolfie. You've been the most supportive from day one. Thank you for being you and never lose that smile. I love you. And last but not least, one more birthday shout out from Michelle to Gloria in New York. Happy birthday, Gloria. I believe in you. You will do great in your remaining time in nursing school. You got this. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. We'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.